This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp. Live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome inside once again. Minicamp coverage ongoing live at Heinz Field for the next two hours. It's the Steelers Blitz. Myself, Wesley Euler, my partner in crime, Arthur Motes. You know the drill. You want to get involved, you can get at us on the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. Arthur Motes, day number two. Once again, we are spoiled with a fantastic vantage point. Another fan. I mean, you literally could not have asked for better weather for minicamp these past two days. It's been sunny and in the low 70s, right, Motsi? And I'm sure as a player, that's probably about the sweet spot, right? Starts oh, yeah, getting much hotter than this, <laughs> and it's it's too much. But right now, this is good. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about this time of year. This is the beauty of OTAs in Pittsburgh. Never gets too hot, man. It's not like we're down south somewhere where you got to be miserable with heat and things like that. But as a whole, man, this is beautiful, man, because during OTAs, you don't want to have to deal with elements. You want it to be as cool and collected Nothing distracting you from, number one, building your camaraderie, but number two, being able to get the teaching points. Now, I know Coach Tomlin, when he gets to training camp, he always wants one of those crazy rainy days (laughs) because he loves to work on ball security. AFC North football. Right, but during this time of year – you can hold off the rainy day for practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. This is uh, this is this has been about as about as good as you can ask for here uh, to get us going. Day number two of mini camp coverage. Uh, we've got you here until five o'clock. Moats and I until three. Then we'll hand things off to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. Uh, practice getting underway now. Again, reminder. I, I think this is important to do at the top of every show because we know you guys like to get involved. We know uh, you'll be sending us your tweets, your questions, all that good stuff. Just a reminder again that we can't describe the specifics of what's going on on the field. All right, because obviously there are specific drills being done. There are specific <laughs> guys taking certain reps with other guys and certain units and things like that. Uh, we cannot describe that, but we will do our best as always to kind of paint a a broad brush picture without giving any details and it's not an issue of them not trusting us it's more so (laughs) correct you're setting a precedent a president for (laughs) not just this time frame but when you're in the regular season as well if media can just come on here and report whatever they're seeing imagine if it's week 13 we're about to play baltimore (laughs) and matt canada has just installed a new trick play he does it on Wednesday, and one of us or one of these reporters says, hey, man, they got this trick play where they did this and this and that and that, and now come Sunday you you're trying to run that. Presley Harvin? Exactly. They try to run it on Sunday. It's already out there. So that's the biggest reason why we are not allowed to speak on the specifics of the things that are going on, just, again, to give it more context. Yes, and we do not want to – you know, Arthur Motes and I do not want to go home tonight and have any fish heads in our freezer or anything <laughs> like that. So we make sure that we're following the rules and that we, uh, at the same time, are trying to do our best to describe to you what is going on. So just getting underway here at Heinz Field, day number two. Motsi, yesterday, um, shortly after we went off air at 3 o'clock, that was about when practice wrapped up yesterday, day one of minicamp here. And as he always does in these types of settings, um, post-practice, I should say, Mike Tomlin was speaking to uh, to the Pittsburgh media. You know, he kind of does his usual um, just a couple minutes on, on what he liked, gives any updates on if there was any bumps or bruises or injuries, things Questions. like that. And then, <laughs> good evening. And then, well, you know, it was good afternoon yesterday. Uh, uh, good afternoon. Um, and that is, of course, how he started proceedings yesterday. And I would, you know what, if I was a gambling man, <laughs> I would be willing to wager that he will do the same this afternoon. Motsi, I'm always very – I'm much more – you know, with all respect to our, our media colleagues who are, who are sitting next to us here, 
um, just, just mere feet, mere yards away. I'm always more interested to hear what Mike Tomlin has to say in those first kind of two, three minutes before mm-hmm. he starts taking questions because that is what he wants to talk about, Correct. what he thinks was important. Mm-hmm. In that kind of his, his opening statements, if you will, yesterday, Motsi, after minicamp practice number one, Mike Tomlin was talking about focusing on teaching and learning. Let me ask you this. As somebody who has, has, has been in these settings many times, decade of experience in the National Football League, clearly these guys who get here, and you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, the, the 1% thing, right? And even you've got guys like Minka and TJ and Ben Roethlisberger who are one percenters of the one percenters. Correct. How, how much really is the tangible teaching and learning that goes on here? How much more can these guys learn? Is it specific to what the Steelers are doing? Is it football 101 things that you're just trying to reinforce? These are professionals, right? This isn't Mm -hmm. college. This isn't high school. Uh, What does Mike Tomlin mean specifically when he talks about the focus is on teaching and learning? Well, every day you're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. And that's very prevalent with football. If you show up and you think that because I worked out yesterday, because I came in here and I practiced hard yesterday, I don't have to show up and do it again today, you'll be sadly mistaken. So when you talk about, when you hear Coach Tomlin talk about teaching and learning, he understands that even though you have the continuity with this group on defense, even though you have guys that have been a part of this scheme for multiple years, there are still little nuances, little things that you want to reiterate, little things that you want to put more of an emphasis on. And understanding for Minka, right? Think about Minka. Like specific example here. This is good. I I like this. This is good. So with Minka, for example, he's played cover three in this defense. He's played cover three in this defense with who out there, though? With Mike Hilton, with Cam Sutton, maybe, or Mike Hilton and Steven Nelson, right? So those two guys play a certain way. Those two guys have different things that they do pre-snap compared to post-snap. Different body language, nonverbal communication. You can't learn that nonverbal communication Mm. without being out here with those guys. So, for Minka, hey, he's been used to Mike Hilton. He's been used to Steven Nelson. But what's going on this year that's different than years in the past? Those two guys aren't there. So now, even though Minka's assignment might not change, he still is going to have to learn to play off of these guys that are in front of him, these guys that might have to communicate with him on certain pass combinations going down the field. So that's a big part of the teaching and learning that goes on right here. And that's just one example of a guy that is, quote, unquote, established but how he still can be learning, how he still can be improving, not just himself, but those around him by being here. Yeah, no, th- you know what, that's – and, and I, you, there's a lot of nuance in that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think most people would think, okay, once you kind of learn the defense, right, once you learn the calls, once you learn the signals, what else is there? It's just not that simple, right? No, there's, no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot that has to be um, – how am I want to put this? It has to be delegated on the fly. Yes. Right? Well, because – Every call defensively, it starts out super simple. And that's why I always refer to cover three because outside of cover one, cover three is like the next most simple, basic call that you can have. And at times it looks very similar to cover one. But with that, if it's a two-by-two look, meaning you have two receivers on one side, two receivers on the other side, right, and it's a balanced-out look, that's one way you're going to play it. Now if it becomes three receivers on one side, one receiver on the back side, that's a total different way that you're going to play it. Now if those three receivers are close together or spread out far, that's another way that you're going to play it. Sure. And these are all just pre-snap. This doesn't include motion. This doesn't include shifts. This doesn't include number 72 is eligible or tackle eligible. This doesn't include any of that. It doesn't include if they aligned and empty or motion out to empty. None of those things are even talked about in just that little bit there. But with one call – 
it's four different ways that you're going to play this thing. Right. And it continues to be adapted and adjusted as the offense gives you more information pre-snap converting to post-snap. So once again, being here is huge. Finding out how guys are going to react. Finding out, okay, if this guy is a guy that is going to initiate the conversation. Because if you're Mike Hilton, right, and we're always trying to find who his new replacement is, well, Mike had to dictate. Mike had to initiate. Mike had to be vocal. Sure. And sure. not just to the corners, to the linebackers, to the D line, to the outside linebackers as well. Mm-hmm. So whoever is replacing him, they're going to have to be able to do those same type of things. Maybe not from a physicality standpoint, sure. but the, the, the verbal communication part, they're going to have to be spoken. They're going to have to be the beacon of communication right there. So once again, that's something else or somebody new that's going to have to learn that role. And the guys that are going to be around him going to have to understand how he communicates and things like that. How much of that, too, then, um, here's, here's where my mind starts to wonder next as is, is you explain that. How much of that is, like you kind of, and you use Minka as an mm-hmm. example there, and, and that kind of everything is, is very understandable from that standpoint. I, 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 it's just great, great analyst work there oh, by, by it, Arthur Moses. Stop it here. How much of that is on the players? Versus how much is on the coaching staff? Like how involved, right? New secondary coach. We mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit yesterday. Grady Brown is in now. Um, uh, Tom Bradley, without his contract being uh, or his renewed, contract yes. being renewed, without it being renewed this past off season, how much does a you know a, a new coach like Grady Brown? How much is he involved directly in that process, or is it more so just the players getting those nonverbal cues, getting on the same page? No, no, no. Trust me, Grady Brown is going to be heavily involved because he has to be on the same page with those guys. There's no worse feeling whether you're a coach or if you're the player on the field where you're trying to <laughs> communicate something on the field and your coach on the sideline doesn't understand what you're communicating, whether it's talking directly to him or if he's watching you talk to someone else. If he doesn't think that you know what you're doing, he might call or audible to the whole situation. Sure. Or he might draw too much attention to what you sure. might be trying to do. So everyone has to be on the same page. Trust me, if Mika is walking down the line of the scrimmage and he's looking like he's about to blitz, knowing that he's in the deep third, <laughs> and Grady doesn't know that that's what he's doing, even if – Cam Sutton might not, or Cam Sutton might be on the same page, but if Grady doesn't know, Grady's going to be doing what? Maker, maker, you're deep be, third. Yeah. You're deep he's third. He's going to be spazzing out on the sideline. And, and if you're on offense, what does that tell you? Oh, this guy ain't blitzing. He's dropping into coverage. So now you give me a piece of the puzzle. Correct. And that's all you need as an offensive player, just little bits and pieces of the puzzle, mm-hmm. and now I have an advantage Especially on you. Especially with how cerebral the quarterbacks are pre-snap in, in, in the modern NFL. Absolutely. So those are the reasons why Grady is going to have to be very uh, – involved in this learning process and teaching process because he's going to have to let them know the things that he's comfortable with them doing and vice versa and it's going to continue to grow organically as the season progresses but it starts here this is the foundation of that it's a it's a foundation that obviously we know um was kind of thrown into flux not was kind of was absolutely <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thrown into flux uh, this time last year uh, and and again, we are we're, we're we're happy to be back out here. We we just are um, we are excited to be taken in practice. There are a lot of good things happening here. Yesterday, we'll, we'll obviously have more reports for you as we roll along as well. Yesterday, um, I did want to make sure and mention this. Uh, Stephon Tuitt was the only Steeler who was absent yesterday. Uh, Eighty nine of ninety were here, uh, and Tuitt obviously for those of you unfamiliar. Uh, to say that he has an excused absence would be an understatement. Uh, he lost his brother tragically uh, in a hit-and-run accident last week, and so he is obviously with his family um, and, and has the entire support of Mike Tomlin, his teammates, Absolutely the Steelers man. organization, to, to be doing that as well too. But another one of um, 
of those things that, that uh, you like to see. You know that that aside from Stephon Tuitt, who, like I says, ha- has has beyond an excused absence, has has every reason uh, to not be here. Everybody else, hand in the pile, out here working, um, and you can sense the energy. I think you can sense just the camaraderie too, right? Guys just happy to be back together as the restrictions and, and everything from last year are starting to to loosen and, and go away. There is just a a renewed sense of football around these parts, Motsi, and uh, and we're excited to be here for it. Oh, no question. And like you said, it's good to see guys that are in the middle of contract negotiations or contract years. Um, You think about three players that are in three total different scenarios but all dealing with contracts, T.J. Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds, and yet and still all three of those guys are here. All three of those guys are, are willing participants. They aren't holding out. They're not, not showing up to send a message publicly and things like that. They're conducting it in a professional manner. And we definitely want to tip our cap to them for that. Absolutely. It's Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Same show, a different time slot here. Uh, but you've got us today and tomorrow. Our coverage, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, six hours, three shows taking in Steelers minicamp here and, uh, and bringing you the, the best insight that we can without giving away too much, too many specifics. Uh, on the other side here, we're going to take our first break. When we return, our buddy Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports, he's here in the building. He will join us to, uh, to chat a little bit about what we've seen so far, what he's looking for, all that good stuff in Steelers land. We'll catch up with CC. Mr. Carter, when we return on the other side, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers minicamp live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Back on the Blitz, and the music is playing in the background. You know that means the action is happening in front of us. It's day two of minicamp coverage here on SNR and on ESPN Pittsburgh. You've heard plenty of Motes and I yapping over these last two days. We're joined now by our buddy Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports. What's up, partner? How we doing? What's up, fellas? Hey, listen, don't don't try to play it all cool now. They played the music as soon as you walked in the booth. I don't know why he tried to downplay that thing. That's, that's oh, what it up? is. They, 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 they knew what time. Oh, Chris Carter's on the show? Give him some background music. That's what we need. Buddy, it's – Motes and I were saying this yesterday. Like, never been so excited to watch practices. You know what I mean? Like, after the last yeah. – you know, the yeah. last year and a half or so, just everything being virtual, everything being us, you know, um, just distanced and, and limited access and, and not normal, right? Unprecedented. Right. Um, it's starting to feel more precedented, Chris, and it's, it's again, you can I think you can feel that everywhere. You can feel it from all the media people, certainly from the players, uh, just everyone. You know, these these things that we quite often took for granted now that, that we're, we're enjoying them more, that, that we are getting back to normal. A- absolutely. And Arthur, I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this whole yeah. thing because, like, as as writers, as a writer, like I'm, my one of my things is I don't try to glean too much yeah. onto what's happening. This is this is mini camp. You know, it's football in shorts. It's just getting some conceptual things down, mm-hmm. making sure like, hey, before you go on break, <laughs> these are some things we want you to understand, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but you know, there's some people out there that are like, oh wait, look at the way that his feet were in this trail, right, and, right. and it's like, and it's like, yes, there's sometimes like, wow, that guy's a little bit quicker than I thought he was, but. Mm. It's not taking that to the nth degree Correct. that some people are. But I get it because we ain't seen this in a, in a yes. long time. Yes. Yeah, a long us, time for us. us. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then on top of it, it's like we're, the three of us are sitting next to each other, vac- all vaccinated in a booth. Yeah. 
this time last year, we would have had to have all the partitions between us. <laughs> we would have like, been like, what you say over there? I'm, 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 Chris, huh? Those type of things. So it's just getting this feel back of what it's supposed to be like. Yes, indeed. It's a great feeling and a great thing to see these guys. We're just watching them stretch right now, and I'm like, okay, let's go. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and I'm glad that you called it football in shorts because it is so real. That is what this is right now, and to understand the context of it, is important when we're talking about evaluating these guys but what i want to know from you chris because we've talked a little bit about like some of the guys that we're kind of excited to see during this time of year mm -hmm. who's the guy on defense because you know me being a defense guy <laughs> i never start with yes. offense okay it's too many people out here that's going to start on offense mm -hmm. so from a defensive standpoint who are some of the guys that you're just excited to see out here and want to see them grow and continue progressing okay so a few guys one Cameron Sutton has been a dude since he, he when he was a rookie. That was my first year in the Steelers locker room mm -hmm. when I was when I was getting to cover things. I have loved watching him progress. I have loved watching it. Like when I, when I saw him at Tennessee, I was like, that guy's gonna be yes. good. And super versatile. Super versatile. His footwork, his hand, his, his hand technique. He was often just attention to detail. Now he's going to be a leader mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in this locker room because it's him and Joe Hayden at mm -hmm. cornerback. And Joe's still the guy, you know, at practice. He'll be the guy leading the conversation, telling the jokes, being, you know, being that one guy. <laughs> but you need Cam now to be like the all right, Young Bucks, Shakur Brown, James Pierre, all you guys that, that want to make the team, Justice, Justin Lane, you yep. want to get your time. This is what it took me to get here mm. and to get this two-year deal that I'm working with right now. So I'm looking at him and how he's doing. I'm looking at James Pierre with how he's mm -hmm. doing because, to me, that's the biggest question mark in the in the, in the defense right now. I'm also interested to see how does Cassius March and Quincy Roche approach mm -hmm. this because Keith Butler, I, I asked him yesterday. I was like, hey, man, so what's the deal with the whole third line, <laughs> edge rusher? And he was like, listen. We are. Uh, he basically said, like, 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 look, we were looking for things from Cassius. Quincy's got, you know, got to, got to learn the, the the speed of the game. Right. He more or less was like, you know, I'll leave that to Mike and Kevin. Yeah. To, to let them decide what's going on. So it's it's those are the two positions that I'm looking at the most. Other guys like Buddy Johnson. Sure, I'm interested to see how quickly he gets into the game. Um, and then you know some of the other guys like uh, like Trey Norwood versus Arthur Arthur Mallette, mm -hmm. how they're fitting in. But slot corner, cornerback, third edge rusher, those are the spaces that I'm looking at right now. Hey, and I'm, it's actually funny that you said that you asked the question. I was doing another show, and I was like, this sounds like CCS's question. It's definitely Chris <laughs> Carter over here, man. What are we doing? <laughs> it is Chris Carter with us here on the Blitz. He of of DK Sports fame. Uh, we, it's. It, I liked how you, you kind of went towards the secondary there because that's what we opened the show uh, talking about today and how, you know, there's moving parts in the secondary. Mike Hilton is no longer here. Steven Nelson is no longer here. Mm -hmm. You've got to make sure um, you're getting that baseline of communication, you know, from, from Minka to Joe Hayden to the new guys who are going to be involved in filling those roles. One of the things that Joe Hayden talked about this morning, Chris, was how uh, yeah, we had 14 interceptions as a defense last year, but I felt we could have even had more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did see, um, more so in the first half of the season, I, I thought it did get better in the second half, but we did see some communication breakdowns yes. from the secondary. I agree. Buddy, if, if, if they can improve that, we could even see those splash plays increase. That that could be, you know, I think a lot of people saw Joe Hayden talking about more interceptions. You averaged almost one per game last year. Right. Can you, and, and, and with the emphasis on ball security in the modern NFL, can you really get much better than that? Man, if they can just iron out some of those communication wrinkles, they certainly can. I'm glad you brought that up because an article that I wrote last night going into this morning about Terrell Edmonds, my Carter's Classroom column where I'm breaking down film, right? One thing that Keith Butler said, because I asked him about Terrell yesterday, and I was like, I was like hey, Keith, 
what do you want to see from Terrell Edmonds? What, what are the steps forward he needs to take to become the, the strong safety that you all want him to, you know, actualize into? And he said it's not about him being faster or quicker or stronger. It's about him processing things just a little bit quicker now that he's more used to the game. It's now seeing things, understanding the positioning. And I went through I was like, hey, here's some of the plays where he just took a bad angle, where he just reacted the wrong way because he wasn't sure about this certain situation. But here's some of the moments where in previous years he wouldn't have reacted and he, react, he did react mm -hmm. just a little bit better and it made the difference. He had his lowest amount of com uh, lowest per completion percentage allowed yep. last year. He much more improved. He had the most more interceptions last year than he did in his entire career. Mm -hmm. More pass breakups than he had mm -hmm. in his entire career last year he's taking the steps forward now for fans they're like he's a first round draft pick he's a plus oh there's this you know, don't chris quit. chris you can't you can't give to Edmonds <laughs> pray I've, no, been, I've been trying no, to do this all, for the past 12 months chris everything you're saying right there i'm like finally yes right, yes right, finally right right but they don't want to hear that they don't believe it they, they, they don't believe they don't it wanna, <laughs> in, in my article i wrote on dkpittsburghsports.com you can go on and read it right now and there's people in there being like i don't care what you say i'm like like, like look he is making steady progress but it's things like that with the second Communication, how much quicker can they rally? Now, the challenges with this with Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton being gone, those are two guys who were part of that communication sure, system. Sure. Replacing that is not a, a just a simple plug and play, you'll be good to go. But Cam Sutton's good at that. Edmonds is good at that. Fitzpa uh, Fitzpatrick's good at that. Great at that. And he's got to relay it to everybody on the team. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting. I think this is really important for this group. And that's why I brought up the secondary about who I'm watching because – Whoever is communicating the best, they'll have the pole position when training camp starts of saying you're the guy that we're looking at first right. to get these opportunities mm -hmm. in the secondary. Absolutely. Now, sticking with the secondary and sticking with Edmonds, understanding in this situation where it's become a contract year for him, right? The team said they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option. But you also get the scenario where Mike Tomlin reached out to him ahead of time to let him know. Coach Tomlin isn't calling everybody about that if they're not picking up the fifth-year option. Yep. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, from your perspective or your opinion, Chris, what does Edmonds need to do on the field this season to get that contract that he's looking for here in Pittsburgh? He needs to show – he needs to complete his versatility. Because one thing that, that people don't realize about Terrell Edmonds is that he line, he covers guys in the slot. Mm -hmm. He covers tight ends. He covers running backs. And he does so efficiently. And sometimes, even when the pass – like there was a, a touchdown pass that Russell Wilson threw to – I think it was DK Metcalf. Mm -hmm. And he was on it. I remember and, that. And it, mm -hmm. was, it was perfect coverage. It's like, hey, that was just a great Great throwing throw. catch. And people yes. were like, oh, he should have made a play. I'm like, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. It don't always work like that. No, no, no. We would be the praising The other guys it. are allowed we to make would, plays. We praise too. it when we see Juju make those right. catches. Right, right. And we say that's what Juju does. That's what Ben does. That's the what, yep. the defender had no chance. Mm -hmm. But if it's on Edmonds, it's, no, he got to make that play. Exactly. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If he can continue to do that, but just a couple of those moments where he has that, that – if there's that fraction of a second more he can get because he's used to a situation, mm -hmm. he turns what's a breakup into an interception, I think that's when the Steelers are like, we got to keep this guy yeah. because yeah. – and, and here's the other thing. The Steelers are just being cautious. Right now they have, a, what, approximately $73 million in cash. Right, now they're – yep. Mm -hmm. Their thing is they know – you know, T.J. Watt won't, con uh, won't talk about his contract negotiation. All mums the words there. My, my thing is this. I think the Steelers are prioritized. Make sure you keep T.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. yep. Make sure that Mink is going to be locked up long-term mm -hmm. after that as well. And then whatever happens at quarterback, whether it's Ben staying for another year, whether it's they, they trade and draft a guy, whether they trade to get a guy who's right. going to be expensive, they need to have their options open next mm -hmm. year because those are big questions. And Terrell Edmonds, it's like, hey, we're paying for one safety on the fifth-year option. Maybe not double up on that. Let's leave the door open to see what happens. So I, I do 
do think that, like, like you said, when Mike Tomlin called him, it's like, look, we want you here. There's just some things that we have to work on the yeah. financial end here that are going to bring up questions next year. But I, I really, I have faith in in Terrell Edmonds as a player. I, I've I've seen him work. I like his head where mm-hmm. his head's at. And even when he talked about the fifth year option, he was like, hey, like, I see this as an opportunity. Yes, I see this yeah. as a time to play to show everyone what I'm about. He has the right mindset. That's what you want to see. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad that he did say that and that you brought that up about the mindset because as players, some guys, they don't handle that well. Some guys, when they feel as if they were slighted or they don't feel as if they were appreciated the same way, the energy in the mindset changes. They don't come out there with that same type of energy. But hearing Edmund say that, man, I'm treating us like it's a contract year. I'm going to go out here to prove this. To me, that speaks volumes about him. As we've got Mark Caballi over here trying to trying, to, trying to scare you so bad. Trying to scare Arthur. Musk. You can see him in the reflection. Oh, he's <laughs> so Mark's sneaking up on our almost as like Moses talking. He's like telling us, me and Wes, to shush the whole time. Our, and he just can't hear him. Yeah. It's like Caballi. He's got a headset he's got on. A headset. He can't hear you. Can't hear you. <laughs> he's like banging on the glass. Hey, but look, I'm watching y'all react, and I'm right. seeing and him I'm, I'm up behind me, and I'm like. I don't think he knows. I can I see can the see. reflection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, man. Oh, man. Kaboom. We are, we are literally like a, a bunch of elementary school kids who have been allowed on a field trip with hey, no supervisor. Hey, hey, but Wes, but wait a minute, Wes. They, they said I was professional. There, you have it right there. Uh, yes, you see it right there. I, that, that's my one professional moment so, for the day. It's over now. So all, the, all, the, all the shows that Moats and I do here, right, Steelers okay. Blitz, okay. obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, is, is put up in podcasts. And people can leave reviews for the podcast. If you leave a review for the podcast, we'll read it out on the air. You know how this works. Um, We had somebody last week or two weeks ago who said that we bring a very professional podcast to the Steelers Nation. And I said, you know what? There's a lot of words that have been used to describe Arthur Motes. I I don't know if professional. Professional. That's a a bit of a reach. But I'll take it. But I'll take it. Uh, Before we let you get out of here, we've got about two minutes left. Sure. a lot of talk about the defense, and that is that's the way we like it here on mm-hmm. the Blitz and amongst Steelers Nation. Uh, what you what you're watching for on the offensive side of the football, though? On the offensive side of the football, I want to see you know as far as the linemen, what are their communications like? You know who's who's embracing those things. Like I was hoping we got to talk to Adrian Clem. We didn't get to talk to him today because I want to hear about what Kendrick Green is doing. Just the center position is so important to communicate to make sure, sure things are going. Sure, through. Yeah, I we talk about that communication. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, because that's important. Works on both sides of the football. It, it's too. important there too. The other guy, Anthony McFarland. Mm-hmm. You know we. Talked about Eddie Faulkner. Talked about it wasn't fair to him last year how he didn't get a pre a real preseason a real training camp, and you didn't see him ever settle into himself. I've seen him with some quick little he, bursts out here he, he, in, he in this field. So I'm interested to see what he does because you know Benny Snell. Yes, you want to see his continued progression, but Benny Snell at least had a, tr- a real training camp on, sure, under sure. his belt. This is the first time that McFarland's going to have close as close to normal as he's had in his career in the NFL. I want to see what steps he takes as well. I like it. I like it. Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports. All right, before we let you go, what, what are you working on? All right, use the platform here. Plug it. What are you working on today? Oh, like I said, well, you know, read my Carter's classroom that, that went up this morning. We're, uh, you know, Dale, Dale Lolly's doing some stuff on on Terrell Austin and what the what the secondary is working on. I'm going to be looking more at the, you know some of the stuff with the receivers because you know when Juju talked about lining up not just in the slot, people were like, oh, you don't want to line up in the foot at all. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. All you is mix it up so that when a defense comes, hey, Arthur, you notice. Absolutely. When, when, a, when, a, when a group of personnel comes out and you can say this guy's definitely in the slot, it makes your job that much easier. Super easy. Exactly. Yes. So all he's saying mm-hmm. is, hey, on occasion, can line we get some me up variety? outside. Just, just a sprinkle just a, of it. Just last a sprinkle year, lined up 80% in the slot. That is a high telltale sign. Ridiculous. <laughs> that is high. It, 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 was, it was 63% the year before and 58% the year mm-hmm. that he went buck wild with, with, oh, with, with 1,400 yards. Mm-hmm. So 
that's another thing I want to that I'm working on is just showing how important that will be. Our buddy Chris Carter, part of the Steelers Nation Radio extended family here. Make sure you're checking out all of his work. You hear him with us here, and we'll be doing more of this as we get to training camps and, and more on-site live events. Buddy, good seeing you, and thanks for taking the time. Same we appreciate here, it. Always fun. Yes, indeed. We're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, close out this uh, first hour of the Blitz. We've got a bunch of tweets rolling in here. We'll get to some of those as well. It's coverage from minicamp live at Heinz Field right here on SNR. This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp, live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. It's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR, our ongoing coverage live at Heinz Field, first time live on location on SNR since February of 2020, first time live on location for Steelers stuff like this, Motsi, since 2019, because, mm -hmm. right, February 2020 was the combine. And so, yeah, we were live on location and, and, and doing Steelers draft coverage. But in terms of live action, in terms of Steelers, you know, literally football in front of us happening, not just the draft, uh, it's good to be back out here. We're having some fun. It's a beautiful day. And we are here, like I said, until uh, 3 o'clock. And then you'll have Matt, Will Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly to drive you home the rest of the way looking at some tweets here we've had a bunch that have rolled in throughout the show as always if you want to get involved at wesley euler at the body 52 the body that is the way to get involved with the show today jason from new hampshire tweets and says i know you guys aren't on the field and you can't say too much but can you give us any insight uh as to how the team feels when you watch them without being specific are there maybe any things that are eye popping to you uh, Motsi, I think we've talked about the energy level, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's something that we can talk about without giving too much away. Um, a lot of times this stuff feels like the dog days of summer because it is the dog days of <laughs> summer, right? You get, to, you get to mid to late June. It starts to get hotter out. You just had OTAs for a couple weeks. If you're a rookie, right, you've had rookie mini camp. Very true. Uh, this can sometimes be a little bit of a sludge, you know, but, it, but that, is, that is not the case this year. No, yeah, I agree, man. The uh, the energy is there, but I'm also looking at the attention to detail yes. in some of these drills. Little things that typically guys overlook because it's so routine. It's things that you've worked on since high school or early on in your collegiate days. But seeing the detail and the sharpness of it that's taking place, I do like that. And that's something that shouldn't be taken for granted either. I agree with you on that. Another thing that I think we can share without being too specific, things that are eye-popping to you. Whew, Motsi, I think this offense is going to play really fast this year. You know, you, you bring in Najee Harris into the fold, and, and we all know, and, and I don't mean fast right necessarily in terms of like like the Chip Kelly, you know, like right, they're, right. like they're going to be running no huddle. I don't mean like <laughs> that. What I mean is is they have got speed to burn all over yeah. this offense. Uh, you watch Najee Harris, and he just looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Anthony McFarland, who our buddy Chris Carter just talked about, you watch him run, and he looks like he's shot out of a cannon. We know uh, what Chase Claypool, what Deontay Johnson, what Juju Smith-Schuster are capable of as well, too. Um, I'm not saying any of those guys are, are prime Deshaun Jackson, all right, but they but they, they, <laughs> they can all move. Uh, man, you, you add Najee into this fold, Motsi, this offense is, is going to have some speed to burn this season. Yeah, they definitely should, and hopefully, you know, with Matt Canada and this new style of offense that he's bringing, they're able to utilize that. We've seen in a, well, actually, we haven't seen at the NFL level predominantly, but we've seen remnants from Matt Canada's offense and some of the things that he likes to do. We saw it a lot in the, uh, the Eagles game, and then we saw it some in Week 17 as well versus the Browns. 
if they're able to find more ways to utilize his pre-snap shifts and motions with these caliber athletes, yeah. now you're talking about making explosive plays. Now you're talking about that being the difference of a three-yard game versus a 15-yard game Correct. because of these caliber athletes. So I'm excited to see that, and I do think that it can happen, and this is the foundation of it right now. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And last one, all right, last one for Jason here. Things that are eye-popping to me, Motsi. I mean, the turf here at Heinz Field looks really good. First off, don't disrespect this. This is not well, turf. Grass, sorry. This is grass. You're right, grass. Yes. You're we, right. Uh, you're right. Only the, the grass, the of the field finest. here they, at Heinz Field. You're right. Not in the true sense of yes. the turf. Um, in the slang sense we're, of the turf. We don't, we don't disrespect natural grass because we know how rare that is in the NFL. Is that Bermuda grass <laughs> out there? Isn't that Bermuda? Oh. Uh, Mozi, it, it looks, what they got at your house, right? It's the same thing. In same fact, thing. actually, you know, I just, I just told Mr. Rooney. I said, whatever company you use, you know, send them up, yeah. send them up my way. No. Um, normally around this time of the summer, Arthur Motes, Heinz Field is not necessarily a cathedral of football. Hey, now it's a cathedral of concerts. Hey, no shirt, no shoes. You're right? Yeah, Kenny Chesney <laughs> rolls through here. The Rolling Stones roll through here. Taylor Swift right. rolls through here, and you know. 20,000, 10,000, however many floor seats there mm. are. You know, that could take a little toll on things. Not this year, partner. It is looking immaculate out there. Absolutely, man. And this is how it's supposed to be, man. This is what it's supposed to look like at Heinz Field. We paint the picture. The players go out there and do the beautiful work, entertaining us. And us as fans, us as media, we just get to enjoy and that's what we're doing today, baby. We are enjoying we are, like this I said, scene. We are a bunch of elementary school kids who have been sent on a field trip without a supervisor. And we're enjoying <laughs> every single second of it. Uh, taking some tweets here, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 if you want to get involved. Uh, I did goof up today, Arthur Motes. Oh, no. Because Steel do? City Champs tweets here and says um, – Wanted to know about me buying you breakfast this morning. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when I walked I in. I totally forgot. Yeah, I figured that. I totally forgot. I figured when I walked in, I didn't want to, like, <laughs> be that guy. It's like, yo, you, you didn't have me. But you notice <laughs> yesterday when I came in, I had things in my hand. You Usually did. I bring food. I know. And today I was today like, he nah, came my man handed. has me. I'm going to just bring a bottle of water. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. cool. It's cool. That's I figured what, you would be like that. That's what I get for not writing myself a reminder. You I know, I'm, I'm I'm very scattered. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm putting it in my I'm putting it in my phone right now. Right? I'm gonna set a reminder here on my phone. All right. <laughs> Breakfast for moats. Hey, and, and if I'm gonna McDonald's, be, right? You, you know, yeah. It, I'll text you yes. for the exact order. But but, but I'll know. be I'll be fully transparent. I was really sad actually when I walked in because the escalators for. The whole rotunda were going. <laughs> they they changed the messing, direction. They've been messing with you in your in your old building here. So Arthur so, so the the rotunda, right? Knowing that media people are in here, it's all been going up Correct. because everybody has to go all the way to the top of the Correct. stadium. The four they say the fourth floor, but let's be real. If you walk in the rotunda, it's like the thirtieth floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the fourth floor right. of a house. No. Yeah. So so I get to the to the escalator. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I take the first step without looking. I almost break my leg because it's coming back the other direction. I walk all the way around, all the way around, all the way around. And I notice there's no food. I'm like, okay. But it's all good because my man Wes has me. Oh, Wes man. told me that he was going to bring me my sausage, uh, egg, and I cheese McGriddle I I totally combo did. hash brown with a large yeah, orange totally, juice. totally forgot. And just I walked in. And woke up this morning, just totally forgot. And you know it was bad. He turned around and smiled with his nice little glasses on. He was happy to see me. And I instantly, my smile went away. I was like, oh, dang. You didn't give me a hard time, oh, though, to man. be fair. Well, because I wanted to be a gentleman about it. You, I mean, and I might have been di dying you, from starvation, you know, after that, that journey that I had to, to, to traverse to get to you. 
But it's neither here nor there, so it's all good. I'll just be hungry the rest of the day. Steel oh. City says, in honor of breakfast with Moats this morning, <clears throat> I might have dropped the ball there. He said, I want to see how hard, or I want to see how well you know Arthur Moats' career. Ooh. What was his 40 yard dash time at the combine? Oh, all right, here we go. Um, I know it was 4 6 something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you credit here, okay? Let's go. I'm gonna go low four sixes. Okay. Because I'm giving you four six two. I feel like what was that? Was that four six two or four six? I was right in that range. Four six two, four six three. Were you? Yeah, you don't I, even exactly remember well, because of the, like I've had a couple of these things in well, that's, official that's versus true. unofficial. That's true. That's Good the point. Yeah. Good point. So like my official time was four six two or four six three, but unofficial I had ran. I think it was like four five seven or four okay. seven eight. Okay. You know, it's the combine. You know how they do. Sure. They got you got the stop time, and then you got the digital time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Joseph tweets here. This is a good one. Along the lines of defensive communication, how often can defenses try or do they try to psych out offenses using that example of what you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Moats where a coach could yell out, um, you know, something like, what are you doing? You got the deep third, even though the coach knows he really mm-hmm. doesn't. Is there any deception of stuff like that? It does happen, but not as often. Just because it's so much that you're accounting for, that for a coach, if we don't predetermine that, hey, coach, you're going to fake like you're saying this on this play, that can legit get confusing at times. And that's when we talk about just being on the same page and understanding when we can bluff like that and when we can't. But I can give you an example of a time where we did that and it did work out. So this would have been Keith Butler's second year as the uh, D.C. here. Oh, no, excuse me, his first year because it was my second year here in Pittsburgh. And we had just started going to hand signals predominantly because we had you have the opener against New England, and they got after us with the no huddle. Sure. So we were saying, all right, we're going to start using hand signals. But now a couple games in, these hand signals have been on tape a lot. So we're playing Baltimore here, and Joe Flacco's the quarterback. So we would have a blitz, and it was a certain hand signal that we would use for this blitz. Sure. First half, man, we're killing it. We're getting home every time. He catches on to it, and he starts making a check every time we would do it. So coach from the sideline says, hey, all right, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to yell out, yo, this, 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 this. And we're all going to react and throw up this hand signal. But we're not going to do it. We're not going to blitz. Instead, we're going to send this weak side safety, and everybody else is going to play regular coverage. It's not going to be a blitz. It's only going to be four guys rushing. So sure enough, we get out here. <laughs> Flacco goes through his call. <laughs> Coach over here, yo, yo, no, 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 check this, check this. And we all go out here and throw up our little hand signals. And sure enough, Flacco is looking like got him. And he never sees the blitz. We get a nice, clean sack on him. Those are occasions where you can do that. Mm. But it takes everyone being on the same page yeah. because a coach yelling from the sideline or anybody on defense trying to get attention, all our antennas go because you ask yourself, okay, did I miss something? Sure. Did you see like something? You got to know it's just right. a poker face thing Correct. or else you can get bluffed. Because I'm trusting your information, right? If I'm out here and we're playing on defense together, you might have information from your wide receiver split. Instead of him lining up, directly on top of the numbers, he might be three yards past the numbers. Difference of routes right there. So you might have that info. I might be over here saying, well, I have this old lineman sitting super heavy, hand down, his his knuckles are changing colors. This is a run. So even though you're getting a pass key, I'm getting a run key here. So you might say, check this, check And I might say, no, 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 no. But I have to trust what you're seeing. You have to trust what I'm seeing so we can all make sure we're doing what we need to do and from a check standpoint. So, yes, you can have that type of deception, 
but it's important that the communication cool. is key, and you don't just try that on Sundays. No, 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 no. no, no that's no. gotta be yeah. Yeah, we we have to be a well in tuned yes machine where we're extremely comfortable with each other and understand each other yes. on that level for that to happen. Yeah, because like you said, I could see how very easily um you could end up bluffing your your own, your own teammates. <laughs> bluff yourself. <laughs> bluff, bluff yourself into a splash play for the other so, offense. Unfortunately, like Troy, his last year, that would be the thing that they would talk about all the time. Troy, you can't be the only one that knows what you're about to do. <laughs> Troy, you have to let us all know that, hey, you can't just say I'm going to blitz and send this outside linebacker sure. into the deep third. Like, sure. we all have to know. So we all aren't looking like, well, why is he over here and this guy over here? And should I help him? Or is this a blown coverage? Or is this guy not doing what he's supposed to do? So everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody. Not just the guy doing it, the guys around him and the guys on the sideline. Yes. Yes, no, I can I can definitely see how, how that works out. Uh, Thrash tweets us and says, the three of you in the booth together right now, it's like a modern-day Tunch, Billy, and Myron level hey. of awesome with us and Chris Carter. I don't know about that, Thrash. I think we got, I think we got a little ways to go, but we do appreciate yeah, yeah, man. Those guys are legends, man. We do appreciate the kind words. Uh, Darlene tweets and says, can anyone attend the mini camp to watch? Please say yes. Uh, Darlene, unfortunately, the answer is no. But. Uh-oh. I'm optimistic for training camp. I'm not saying I know anything because I do not know anything, but I am optimistic um, that training camp will be not completely normal, but but we'll have uh, some fanfare, some fan experience stuff involved. Uh, you got more tweets for us. We'll get to them in the second hour of the show. You know where to get involved, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. We'll also be joined by Bob Labriola of Steelers.com upcoming in this next hour as well. So plenty of get to get to as practice rolls along live from Heinz Field. It's minicamp coverage right here on SNR. <laughs> 